Hey everybody, welcome to the SportsLogos.NoLogoCast. This is episode number 23, the third episode to be featured on SportsLogos.net. As always, from Buenos Aires, I'm Mike. Joining me from Ohio, Greg, from Florida State, Mike. And uh, stepping in kind of as a guest co-host is uh, the man behind SportsLogos.net, Chris Creamer. How are we all doing this week? Ducky. Ducky. <laughs> 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 All right, then. We've got a good show this week. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of college basketball. We've got uh, the Pelicans unveiling. We've got uh, the Brewers announcing their 22nd alternate and their design of uniform, uniform, which might end up being number 23. Who knows? Uh, the White Sox going retro. The Bisons also going retro, but full-time. Uh, the Silverbacks have finally announced their logo after... God knows how long, and uh, the three of us uh, have put together uh, power rankings for the NHL, so we hope that you all read that. I hope you all reply to that and kind of let us know what you think about our own our own tastes whenever it comes to, to visual design. So uh, first things first, uh, last week uh, the New Orleans Hornets, as of next season, are no more. There was a leaked logo that we covered about a month ago, and it turns out that logo was accurate as it was part of the final product. They are now the Pelicans. Uh, they had a very good design package put together by a Rare Design. It's pretty much kind of what we expected after we, we saw the leak and everything. So uh, what do you guys think? I want to hear what Chris has to say about it because we kind of gave our take on it last time around. So let's, let's go to our Chris and see what he has to say about this. I was really impressed with the design package that came out. Uh, somehow I missed that leak that you guys saw a month ago, um, and I only saw it the day before it came out. And uh, I was really impressed. And uh, like I, I was expecting something really bad. <laughs> um, but uh, they did a great job. Uh, they made pelicans, which are pretty ferocious in person if you've ever stood next to one, uh, look ferocious. Uh, and... I, I really love the way they incorporated the the, the Fleur de Lis in with the bird. So, uh, you know, thumbs up for me on that whole package. Except for maybe the color scheme. I would have preferred a more New Orleans-centric uh, color scheme. What do you think about the yeah. uh, the name itself? I like it. Um, it's very unique. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to see that anywhere else in sports. I don't know if I could see a lot of basketball players wanting to be a Pelican. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's local, it's unique. Uh, you could certainly do something with that from a, a mascot or merchandising point of view. Uh, you know, so I have no problems with it. I can't wait to buy uh, a Pelican's cap. I I agree with you with the color thing because I I, I tweeted to you a um, a version of this logo in the Hornets colors, and it looked probably better than the the current one. But still, I think that this. This whole logo set is such, like, it's so well designed and, like, all the rendering and color combinations to, they're, like, it, it's all just comes together in a really nice, nice looking set. And it's up there in my favorite 
my favorite primary logo in the whole NBA. I think that they did a great job with it too. I uh, I like the Fleur de Lee, like Chris said. I think that's a cool touch. I like the color scheme that they they came up with. I I think it's it's okay, but I really would have preferred ever after having looked at Danger's rendition of it in the current colors that it looks better that way. But on on both counts, I think they did a great job with it. I love the fact that they're the Pelicans. It's a, a unique, unusual name in professional sports, and I think it's it's going to turn out real well for them. I'm curious to see how the uniforms are going to look. Yeah, I definitely agree in regards to the to the color scheme. Uh, it's that is the only part about this that I think is really beyond generic. Uh, as far as the stuff that we hadn't seen, I I really like the primary logo. I think that that New Orleans font is just great. I like working the fleur de lis in there. Uh, I really like the bird de lis. Uh, it's it'll never be as good as the bee de lis, but you know it, it's if if we're losing that, it's it's a fine uh, alternate logo. The one that I really don't care for in their package is their their roundel, the one that just says Crescent City Basketball. I think the crescent in the basketball is enough of a shout out to that to that uh city nickname and then just having an entire logo dedicated to it just kind of felt like a little bit of overkill whenever it's the weakest logo in the package but uh you know obviously accepting those things i'm beyond happy in general with the entire package you know of course this is going to start the uh the, the big name change debate that we all love so much where now do we you know are the hornets have we have the hornets decided or excuse me the bobcats are they going back to being the Hornets now? Has that been determined yet, or, or are we still waiting to see on that? Last I heard on that, they were, they were uh, reaching out to some season ticket holders. Has anyone gotten an update on that? No, um, I haven't heard anything, but I'll just say this. With uh, rumors about the Kings having moving to, uh, to Seattle and taking the, the Thunder name, I can't wait for the night where you see uh, – See the Thunder play the Pelicans and the Sonics play the Hornets. <laughs> just just mix it all up and you know, if if none of the history matters, none of the franchise history matters, then you know might as well just I don't know, if Fort Wayne ever gets another team or, or is Detroit gonna <laughs> hand over the Pistons? But that that that's going down an entirely different rabbit hole we've been down before and The Buffalo Bisons have got a new look, and you were there. You got to see it take place. Yes, uh, it, it was a heck of an experience. Um, I, I haven't been a, much of a fan of this this whole graphic package that they've come out with. Uh, I appreciate what they're doing, uh, going back to an old look, but um, the logo itself, I don't know. It, it just seems very, uh, hmm, how do I put this nicely, amateurish? Is anyone else getting that sense? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It, I mean, it was designed by a uh, advertising agency rather than a graphic design firm. I think when they came out with the original package, we had talked about that, and you know, I always like to preface when I'm going to really rip somebody like that that I understand they're not professional designers, and the, right. but. I think so, that that this this still could have been a lot better than what it was. <laughs> the, the logo and the whole bit, yeah. I was certainly disappointed when I when I saw the logo. Uh, I was disappointed when I saw the uniforms as well. Uh, the script I saw on the on the front of the the home and road uniforms um, just didn't really do it for me. Uh, you know, same with the cap. 
Uh, I appreciate what they did with the alternate uniform. Uh, if you guys saw that, sort of an homage to the the parent club in Toronto, but it just didn't work for me. Uh, none of it did. Uh, what do you guys think? I'm actually going to disagree with you on just about everything. I <laughs> I said Respect at the time, the- yeah, of course. I said at the time that uh, the yeah the the Bison's logo could have been done perhaps a little better, but I thought all things considered that it. It definitely had some potential, and I think that the set as a whole really works, except for the alternate, which feels completely just thrown in, kind of, well, wait, there's nothing to tie it to the to the Blue Jays. Well, okay, just here, kind of very last minute shoved together, but I actually really like the script. I really like, I guess, it, I don't know what that, the right word would be in the design, the banner underneath. It's kind of it's got it's, an underscore. Is, is underscore the right term there? Very possibly, but it's kind of got its own little personality in there that it, it feels like it kind of ties in with some of the lines in the logo. I I really like the B that they use as the primary. It just feels like it all fits. Uh, the only real issue I have it, with it besides the uh, the alternate, which as I said, I really don't care for at all, is that the alternate is that the the buffalo in the logo is wearing a blue hat with a red bill and just a red B on it. And mm-hmm. they didn't even make that hat available as an alternate. Right. I mean, that just that feels like them dropping the ball a little bit there. But beyond that, I actually I really like the script. I really like the overall feel. There's some issues with the manufacturing of the uniform. The numbers are a little too low, but I don't think that actually takes away from the, the design because I think that falls on uh, Russell. How do you feel about the the number placement on the front of the alternate jersey? That's actually not my issue with it. I mean, I could get used to that. My issue is it's it's basically at the belt, mm-hmm. and that to me it just it it's weird. It does not look like a game jersey. It looks kind of like a fan jersey. Right. Well, that could have been because uh, the models they used were you know preteens. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. The the junior bisons, as they called them. Um, so I, I mean, maybe it'll look a little bit better on an on an adult-sized uh, player. Um, but uh, I actually spoke with the, I think he was the president of the team uh, after the the conference, and I asked him about uh, the rebranding and, uh, you know, uh, how did this all come together? Uh, were you guys going to do this anyways if you didn't switch affiliations? And uh, he said, um, if they'd stuck with the Mets, they would have stayed with the branding they had. Uh, and because the switch to the Blue Jays happened so late in the season, I think they announced it in September, that they sort of scrambled. And um, I don't want to use – they didn't use the word scrambled. I'm using the word scrambled for them. Um, but basically you said they did this all, all really quickly. Uh, they didn't um, – so they, they basically rushed. And that might be uh, why you're seeing that alternate jersey that looks like it was just thrown together because it quite possibly could have been just thrown together. As a set itself, my biggest issue with it is one of the things that Mike likes an awful lot, and that is the underscore thing on the uh, on the front. I would have preferred more of a uh, if you're going to go with just the, the block font look like that, maybe just use that with you know instead of doing the slant thing, just do like the you know the normal uh, arch and keep the letters mm-hmm. more consistently sized. Uh, other than that, I mean, it's you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of all things simple and traditional looking, so I think it's okay. The alternate, I'm all right with. Uh, I think the logo had a lot more potential than they realized with it. Is I guess what I'm trying to say with that. But go. overall, I, I think it's an okay looking set. It's not going to go down in history as one of my favorites, but 
I don't have a lot of problems with it. The only thing I don't like is the uh, the underscore thing. I'm not a fan of, of any of this. I said it at the time when they announced the logo that I didn't really like how it was rendered and it just didn't come off very well. And just the uniforms they released, they didn't add to anything. They brought it back. And it's not me saying that the last set was perfect, which it really wasn't. It was kind of a mess. But, but it's me thinking that there hasn't been a good bison identity ever. I like that they threw back swinging buff the swinging bison, which it's that's probably the best out of all of the out of like the sliding one and then like the giant one over the skyline. Like that's the best bison, but, but they didn't do anything to it that made it fiercer, made it stand out. It's just kind of there and looks hand drawn. And then on top of that, just boring scripts. Uh, I don't know, it all seems kind of thrown together, and it just seems really unprofessional is what I'm trying to say. This is something that I've, I always wonder about, and I don't know if it's a generational thing or what, but why does a logo have to be fierce, quote-unquote? Um, not so much fierce. It just doesn't look like it's mod- – like it looks hand-drawn and just old and retro already, and it's been released for like a month or two, and it just seems outdated in my opinion. Like, you look at well-rendered logos, like, uh, coming off the top of my head, like the Threshers logo down in Clearwater. I mean, that logo, it's modern, and it looks like it could stand the, t- stand the test of time just because how good it, it was rendered originally. And with the Bisons, they d- didn't do anything, like, crazy with it to make it last. But I think that that's like uh, going into a Michael Bay movie and asking where the love story is that that's not what the logo is trying to do it's it's not trying to be something that's modern there if there was they'd have a super futuristic scripts they'd have a lot of other things that modern things do this one now i can understand just not caring for it but it was very clearly trying to evoke a very traditional very throwback thing so if it looks dated i think that that's it's doing its job I would agree with that. Well, you, you, look, you look at logos like uh, Toledo. Toledo took their old cutoff head chicken from like the 19-whatever till 2005, and when they rebranded, they did basically the same exact pose for everything, but they made it a thousand times better just because it looks well-rendered, and that's one of the best logos in all of minor league baseball. Like, if they took the time to get someone who could do a really good job i feel like they could have done something much better than this thing i feel like they really missed the mark on this one i think uh, what it all comes down to is that the original buster is not as good as the current buster in the logos buster being the name of the buffalo I'll be the first to admit that it's not the most imaginative Buffalo we've ever seen, but uh, and again, I think that there was potential that wasn't realized with it, but overall, I think that you know when you pair it with the uniforms and everything else, it pretty much accomplishes what they were going for. Yeah, I will say yeah. that it is a monster improvement over the Phoenix Design Works uh, Buffalo Bison logo. Yeah, no, it's absolutely an improvement over that. Uh, that logo gave them no identity of their own, and... Um... I mean, again, speaking with the people down there, that's what they really wanted was just their own identity, uh, something they could call their own uh, with without a lot of ties to the uh, Major League franchise. At least we can say 
take solace in the fact that all these players coming through Buffalo get to play with wearing the best major league look. There you go. <laughs> for the for the best major league fans, right? I don't know if I'd go that far. Oh, well, come on. <laughs> and this was the last time Chris Creamer was guest hosting. <laughs> From minor league stuff, we go to the major leagues. We're making the jump up to the show. Uh, first, we've got uh, the Milwaukee Brewers with a little bit of news this week. They announced a gold alternate uh, similar to the service. Was it the service arrows or was it another language one? It was one of their foreign language ones they wore a few years ago. Yeah, got it a was huge the Spanish res- one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was it. Got a huge response. They later, for one game only made a brewer's version of it and now i after two years they're they're bringing it out of the out of the closet it's going to be another full-time alternate uh and i heard they're also coming out with a a negro league uniform too uh so if if you count the batting practice jerseys i think we're up to nine and i mean they're going to come out with a spanish uh, probably another italian another german we're we're clearly going towards double digits on the brewer's uniforms this year we're getting into Cleveland Cavaliers territory. So what do we think of the... Uh, uh, so what do you guys think of yeah. the gold jersey? Yeah, I, I, I like it. Uh, we need, I, I, it's, it's always nice to see a, a unique color uh, come out on a jersey in sports, uh, especially for an alternate. Um, you know, if the Brewers didn't already have seven or eight jerseys, uh, I'd be a lot more excited about this than I am. Um, I don't really see the need to have two navy blue jerseys now. Uh, so, I mean, if you drop the navy blue home jersey, maybe use this as your only home alternate uniform. I think you got a much better set than you do. Um, but overall, I, I do like the gold jersey. I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. I, I've never been a big fan of uh, – I, I don't know. There's something about, like, gold, yellow – uh, you know, the lighter colors like that in baseball that I've just, I've never gotten, I guess just to be blunt about it, I've never gotten used to it. It's just something to me, it just needs more contrast. And I don't think that the, that the gold provides the amount of contrast I'm looking for. That doesn't I mean as a design, I think it's fine. It's just a personal preference of mine that I've never been a big fan of the, uh, the gold and the, the lighter colors like this. I prefer like a, a Navy to go with with the white pants or the gray pants or whatever, I just like a lot of contrast. But as a jersey itself, I think it's fine. I uh, I just don't know where they're going to find the time to wear it with all the other ones. But <laughs> but uh, it's okay. Um, you said you like a lot of contrast between the top and the pants. Uh, do you feel the same way about a home uniform set? Uh, the matching white pants and the white shirt. What do you mean? Like, do I? I there's no contrast. There's no, yeah, saying. but see, that's a that's a tradition thing, though. I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, it's just one of those weird things. And again, like I, it, to me, it just, I, I think even maybe if they'd gone with, and this is going to sound silly and it may even look silly, but I think if they'd gone with a gold hat with this, I would have been better with it. But there's just a, it's a weird, it, it strikes me as off balance. Like when you've got the dark hat, the mid colored Jersey and the light pants, I just think that there's, there's room for more contrast in there. And right. That, that's what kind of throws me. But as a jersey, it's, I mean, I would wear it. I think it would be cool to wear. But on the field, I don't know if I'm that crazy about it. Just because of those okay. reasons, I, I think a gold hat would have been better. Then it gives it I more of that. Well, yeah, then we're, then we're the San Diego Padres. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just to, I just I like the hat and the jersey to match, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It took me 15 okay. minutes, but that's basically what my point was. 
All right, Greg, I don't really want to like ensnare you here, but I just want to ask, uh, does that mean you're also not a fan of the of the finest alternate jersey in all of baseball? And this is coming from a division rival of mine, the Oakland A's, and their beautiful gold jersey? I don't like those things at all. I think they look like the jerseys you buy at Walmart. I, I've never made a secret of that. I don't, I don't care for them. Even with the gold bill on the hat, which actually works under my screwed-up philosophy on these things, I just don't like those jerseys. I never have. You you can't see me obviously because this is an audio podcast, but I'm literally shaking my head right now. I understand, <laughs> but I, all right. I, so. the, the only thing consistent about my uniform preferences are their wild inconsistencies. That's it. Uh, but no, I've never liked those. I've never been a fan of them. If they went back to the right. gold pullovers like they used to wear in the '70s, or even a variation of that without the big green piping on it, I'd be okay with it. But it's just that jersey strikes me as a the kind of jersey you put out, and we, we make this comment a lot, about a jersey you would put out if you don't have the license to do an actual jersey. That's what that reminds me of. I, I think the same thing, though, now, now that he brings it up. Because when you do go to Walmart or whatever your local department store and, and you see the, the racks of jerseys, and it's always that same template for every single team, logo in the top left corner, uh, some secondary color with some piping. And that's exactly what the Athletics Gold alternate jersey looks like. There you go. You got it from the man himself. I am vindicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still like the uniform, though. All right. Now, moving on to, well, not moving on, but getting us a little back on a topic with uh, Oakland. Uh, I actually, or sorry, with Milwaukee. Man, got uh, Oakland on our mind at the moment. But uh, with Milwaukee, I actually don't like their current look at all. I don't like the color scheme. It's the same issue I have with the Rams and the uh and the NFL, anytime a team really trades in a very, it was such a, such a mid nineties thing to do was to take your, your primary colors, your blues, your golds, your Royals, and just darken all of that up, darken it till, to the point where it's unrecognizable and it just blends all together and it's just bland as hell. And, uh, that, that's how I felt about the Brewers. Uh, in their entire current incarnation, I don't like the scripts. I don't like the Microsoft Word numbers. Uh, but I think if they're keeping that current identity, the gold jersey is uh, is the closest they come to really kind of looking unique in any way whatsoever. You don't necessarily have to bring back the bong glove on the helmet, but bring back the bright colors and find a place for the bong glove somewhere. Let's keep it with the Brewers. And uh, because just, as I said, I believe three days after that, they announced the winner of their design a uniform spring training uniform set. Originally supposed to be one game. It's already moved, been moved to two. Uh, and who knows, probably ends up being worn for 20 games this year. Whenever we looked at the three finalists, we all agreed that this one was the best one. It is the, it is the uh, throwback looking one with a vintage script with the shoulder piping. And with the beer barrel man hat, which I know uh, Mike and I liked, but Greg, you weren't a fan of. Right, Greg's no fun. Yeah, I'm plenty of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of uh, brings back memories of the turn ahead the clock caps that they they wore. Yeah, they, those ones. It had the barrel man hat, uh, the barrel man head, and in, in like a square. Right, yeah. If I remember that right, yeah. Yeah, you got it. 
Uh, you know, I, I, I really do love these these uniforms that this guy created. Um, maybe not so much a fan of the patch on the sleeve, but I really do love that script. It's sort of both modern and traditional at the same time, if that's even possible. Uh, and I have to give it two thumbs up because it was designed by uh, one of the readers of our site. So, <laughs> full disclosure. <laughs> ben Peters, congratulations, Ben. I I really like these. Uh, other than the issue with the hat, which is a minor issue, I just think that that the hat strikes me more as something you would see on a AAA team than a major league team. But again, that's just a, a tradition, you know, a line of demarcation I've set in my own head. There's no reason that you couldn't wear these as, as a hat in the major leagues. But uh, as far as the jerseys go, I think the this looks better than what they're wearing as as a home jersey right now. So I would love to see these stick around for more than just a game or two in spring training. But uh, I, th- I think they're fantastic. And I even like the patch. I think that... Uh, what, about the, what about the piping? I think it's cool. I like it. I, I think Mike brought it up a couple shows ago about how it, it kind of kicks back to the old days when you know teams like the Cardinals and uh, hmm. I think maybe even... I don't know if the Dodgers went with something like this years ago, but... I think it's okay. I, I don't mind it. And as far as the uh, the script, I think is my favorite part of it. I think that it looks so much better than than what they're wearing right now. And I would love to see these stick around. And hopefully they will. My biggest problem with the script is that the B doesn't really match anything else. But I mean, looking at it, it it's a really nice set, and I'm really glad this one won. I I think they definitely went with the right one on this one. Well, Mike, you bring that up, and uh. If you look at the renderings, the B was actually changed for some reason. It's not the original B that was submitted as one of the finalists. We talked to the guy about it, um, the winner, Ben Peters, uh, and he, if you look at the article on, on the sportslogos.net website, uh, he commented, the very last comment, and he explains what happened. He said uh, he sent in two designs with two different Bs. Uh, the one design that the team displayed on their website was his first design. The one that they actually used was the second, and he was more of a fan of the second one. Uh, so that's all it really was. The team didn't change it. All right. From the Brewers, we go to uh, their former divisional rivals whenever they were part of the American League with the Chicago White Sox, who will be wearing uniforms they wore whenever the Brewers were part of the American League, is they are throwing back to the 80s. Uh, these are the, uh, I don't know if there would really be a player, maybe the Carlton Fisk years. I remember him a little more in some of the other sets too, but I know he wore these, uh, the giant sock script across the front in a, in a blue line, uh, white panel front hat with, uh, with the socks on it, and uh, pullovers with the number on the, on the legs, they really went all out as far as accuracy goes, even if that means that it's not the best-looking uniform. But, uh, Greg, were you a fan of these at the time? Absolutely not. A lot of times when we get into the discussions about modern versus traditional, and a lot of times when we talk about uniforms from the 70s, one of the things that comes up is they'll say it looks like a softball uniform. And I think that if you're going to use that criticism of a uniform, it fits this, this look from the White Sox certainly is the best representation of what a baseball team wearing a softball uniform looks like. I was, I didn't like these when they came out with them and they look like softball uniforms to me. They look like something that you would order at your sporting goods store down the street because some guy in your team said, Hey, I really like these with the stripes and all that. No, I'm not a fan of these. I never have been. 
And I get why they're going back to him. It's, what, the 30th anniversary of the uh, 83 Divisional Championship and all that. The only thing I like about him is that they went as far as even including the 1983 All-Star Game patch in the sleeve. But that's the only good thing I have to say about these. I'm not really a fan of this. It's spot on for accuracy, but still, that's right with the softball look. I, it definitely seems like one of those like cliche pullover red and blue ones and that that's a spot on description of it as far as accuracy i mean they got pretty close uh they they ditched the 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 waistband uh in favor of the belt um but aside from that it's pretty close uh we we talked to the team about that um they said that it's all about uh, player preference um the players really don't like wearing that waistband uh, and they're also supposed to wear the red shoes with this, like they did originally, but we couldn't get a confirmation on that. I, I like going back to the past with old uniforms on a now-and-then basis. Um, if the White Sox went back to these full-time, I would not be a fan. Uh, but, you know, honoring the 30th anniversary, wearing them every Sunday home game, to me that's fine. Uh, it brings back a lot of memories for uh, guys who were big fans of that team back in 83. And, uh, you know, uh, tying this back to the Brewers topic we were talking about, these guys were actually designed via probably the first big uh, fan-designed uniform contest back in 81. I'm kind of following with Chris here in a lot of things. I think that, uh, obviously, as a full-time look, this would not work. Any aspects of it would not work. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of what the White Sox wear on a full-time basis. I think that they've kind of mined the black and white as long as they could, and I I think they really need another color in there to kind of break things up. I don't know if the color's red. I don't know if the color's blue. But I just think something in there to kind of give it a little bit more uh, black and white, unless you're like the Raiders. Black and white often looks like you're trying too hard to be tough. And, you know, it can work uh, on times, but it's it, you've got to go very gentle with it, and I don't think it's a... It's a classic, lasting look in any situation. But that's just my own kind of feelings with the colors. For an alternate, I mean, these are very recognizable. These are, while being very evocative of their era, and because that I think they make a good throwback, but would be a terrible choice to go to full-time. Moving on to my bread and butter, soccer. The Silverbacks finally announced their new logo, and it was the one that we all kind of hoped for. Uh, it's The logo they chose is the one with the cool AS emblem in the middle of a white circle with a black, black uh, outline. And, I mean, it was uh, the guy who made it from the creamer boards, actually, and he explained that uh, he, he didn't win the Facebook vote contest but the team liked it so much they reached out and had him like put together or to throw into the final voting and ended up and then it ended up winning so that's pretty pretty good on his part because it was definitely the best out of the four that they gave us to choose from what do you guys think they made the right decision i i definitely do i think that this was the look that uh easily seemed to uh have the most currency there were basically i would have been happy with this or with the with the stock gorilla that they kind of ended up modifying a little bit uh those were the really the only two that i thought the atl uh logo was 
so very passe that it was just there was nothing really redeemable about that look uh so either of those i would have been fine with i did think at the time this was the better one and so i'm i'm happy with it i'm happy with the final decision well i was hoping they would have used uh some sort of modernized version of the old atlanta apollos logo that was always one of my favorites um of the four uh yeah i guess that's the best of the bunch um I, I did like that uh, sort of uh, gorilla that uh, I believe it was Mike mentioned. Um, that's all I have to say about it. They made the right decision. The contest was a mess if anyone followed it. Uh, but in the end, I, they, they came out with a quality design. I will just say that, like Chris just stated, the contest was such a disaster and there was so much nonsense surrounding it. At the end of the day, I'm just happy they picked something. And I would have preferred the gorilla, but okay, this is what you want to do, fine. As long as you've finally got it all settled and we can move forward, I'm okay with whatever they went with, and that's all I had to say about it. There were definitely a lot of mistakes made in that, in that entire process, so it's definitely a good thing that they finally came out of it and that they actually came out with something that is workable as a brand. All I know is that every time I hear that team mentioned, this is what I'm going to think of, is that contest. <laughs> and I don't know if that was really what they were going for here. Well, you won't have to talk about them until they release their uniforms, which I'll probably be the one to find out and send out to you guys. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> we had to hang on until the bitter end. No it's a logo cast baby. Right. We had, to, we had to stay with it till the end. Like Lost got kind of weird, but you just kept hanging in there to see how it ended. I think that, that's a pretty good way to describe this. The okay. Silverbacks are the lost of the logo world. Okay, uh, from there we're going to the world of uh, college hoops where uh, we we gave Adidas a lot, a lot of crap for their templates. And so I think it turnabout is fair play because Nike has uh, decided to do their uh, uh, Nike Hyper Elite Road Uniforms and they're doing them all in the same template. Uh, these have, have uh, it's to show off the jersey cut. And these all have the logo above the uniform above the number. Uh, there have been some. There are several of them that are going to be worn. Uh, it's twelve select. Uh, thir- well, it says here on the thing thirteen because Michigan State isn't included in the twelve, but they got their own as well. But uh, I think we've seen most of them by now. Gonzaga's worn it. Uh, Kentucky, North Carolina, Ohio State, Texas, USC. Uh, Baylor, the women wore it. So uh, it's pretty much, it's if you've seen one out there, just substitute the logo and maybe a color and you've seen the others, <laughs> which is kind of a bad thing about these because it's not that great of a template and they're all very, very generic. So uh, do you guys have anything redeemable to say about these? Redeemable? <laughs> uh, the only redeemable quality they have is that they... They all remind us that uh, uh, Nike can bomb sometimes. <laughs> and, I mean, they tried this design before. Uh, anybody remembers back maybe 13 years ago when Michigan and uh, UNC wore these exact same designs and everybody hated them. And I thought they had been buried for good, but here they are. 
I, I absolutely hate this big front logo centered on a basketball jersey. It's never looked good. It'll never look good. Just give it up. Forget about it. You tried it a long time ago. didn't work. It's not working. Forget about it. I'm done. I will just add to that. Take what I said about the A's and the Walmart look of their jerseys. Throw it on these, and that's what I think of them. I think these are what you buy when you go to your local Walmart or Target, and they don't have the license to carry the actual jerseys, and you get one of these. Simple as that. And I'm with Chris. There's not a redeeming quality about these things. Didn't work the first time. Doesn't work this time. Um, if I had to say something redeemable, I think it's better than the Adidas college basketball ones they release. But other than that, like just because it's a road jersey doesn't mean it, it uh, has to be an alternate color. Like USC and Texas are wearing black. Like that's stupid. Like why would they do that? They USC could have easily worn their red, and Texas could have worn their orange, and it would have been a little less bad. But these, like the whole premise behind, them is so stupid, and none of these really look good. And I'm glad Florida State, like, isn't good at basketball, or otherwise I might have to look at these sometime. Yeah, I'm a Longhorns fan. Uh, it's I'm. Sh- I'm pretty sure we've talked about here when it, yeah I played the homework card on our college football rankings uh, and yeah there these are just that's an embarrassment to my wife's alma mater <laughs> and your wife think about me I I'm an actual Ohio State alum so how do you think I feel well it, not everything's about you Greg <laughs> <laughs> yeah I these are just, just I just realized that a uh, Duke hadn't worn theirs yet and i was i remember that florida state plays them this weekend and i was like oh god not again because um remember when boston college released their america jerseys and i panicked because that's who we were playing this weekend but it says duke's on the 16th so i dodged another bullet there and i just like to make one correction mike it is all about me so there you go (laughs) (laughs) okay fair enough I was just making the point that you're you're living it through your wife, but anyway, no, these are pretty you just bad. Wish and, and Michigan had what? I wish what? You wish Michigan had their own, so it'd make it a little better. They did have well, their own. Chris brought it up. They used to wear yeah, one like this. And Michigan's got uh, their oh, own yeah, uh, yeah. Adidas template crap. So we all, right. we all know I'm a closet I, Michigan fan. Anyway, come on. <laughs> Someday I'm going to be outed. They're going to you're going to get like see this blurry picture of me wearing a Michigan jersey somewhere, and I'll have to deny the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, walking in the Pacific Northwest in the woods, <laughs> just like Greg. It's like a fuzzy photo. Yeah, but then then you'll be in the clear later on because you'll find out that the University of Michigan never existed. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it was all through Facebook. Yeah. Exactly. Is that how you met your wife? Just off topic, was that how you met your wife? That she was at at UT, and that's how you guys ran into each other? Uh, Yeah, we were both on a message board. Uh, She was attending there as as an exchange student, and uh, I was the only other person there that lived in Texas. And so she, uh, so she, uh, I am me, asking me about things to do in Austin, and it's like. I don't know. I live five hours away in Midland, but uh, we kept talking uh, after that, and it all just kind of went from there, and nine months later, we were married, and ten, mu- ten years later, 
I'm stuck. So she really does <laughs> exist, though, right? Since you met her online. I've heard her in the background, so she is real. <laughs> I'm, say hi, Laura. <laughs> hi. <laughs> that, that could have been a, what's his name, Renaya Tuiasasopo, though. We never know. So anyway. Um, Please keep this. Keep this part in the show. That's actually really funny. <laughs> I thought you, I thought you were implying that Mike met his wife on like a Bigfoot hunt or something. <laughs> like, I just like didn't keep up with the t- the topic jumps, and I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, one last thing, kind of before we get out of here. Uh, although the episode will be up. The Super Bowl will happen in between the time we tape this and the time it's released. So uh, we're going to go ahead and go around and uh, do Super Bowl predictions. Chris, as the guest, why don't you go first? I'm just doing some quick math here to figure out what kind of football score is possible. So maybe come back to me. All right. Uh, (laughs) Greg, I believe you've done this already. I have. So I guess I have to stick with my original prediction, which is uh, Ravens 17, 49ers 13. Going to be a lot like... uh, the game they played in 2011 in Baltimore, low scoring, and I think the Ravens come out on top. I'll say Ravens 24, 49ers 17, with Ray Lewis having an interception. Uh, and um, I'm not no word of a lie. I had the exact same score, 24 <laughs> 17. I, I had the 49ers on top. So, all right, I've also got the 49ers on top. 49ers 17. Um, Baltimore nine, nine, All right. nine, nine, three field goals. Okay. Oh, not a touchdown and a safety, safety. <laughs> or a touchdown and two rouges. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final yeah. score three to two. Write it down. There you have it. So we got two Ravens and two 49ers, right? Yep. Okay. Well, it's somebody's going to be right. down the middle. Yep. I'm excited for the Super Bowl. There isn't a team I truly hate. It was a really good game yesterday. Guys, uh, what's the what, what's your what's the over under on how many people Ray Lewis kills? Ah, <laughs> you know what? And on my other podcast, we actually it's four. There's an over under. We had a prop bet how many he kills. So there you go. Prop bet. I, I'm going to pick under. Okay, that's what we all went with. Was the under? We figured no, no more than two. I would take the under, but then if the over under on Bernard Pollard. Delivering a dirty hit, knocking someone out of the game is two. I take the over on that. He does seem to have a way with uh, the Patriots, though, with taking people out of the game. I'll give him that. Okay, so this has been episode 23. We want to thank Chris for stopping by. Uh, my, as I said, we kind of leave guest host because he's welcome to stop by any week. Uh, but if there's any week where he's like, no, nah, I don't want to do it, we're not going to hold him to it. So, <laughs> I like this job. <laughs> For uh, Chris, Mike, and Greg, I'm Mike, and uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Try again.